Hey guys, we sincerely appreciate you listening to another episode of the Showdown Podcast. We really think you're going to enjoy this episode where we go back and see if Big Trouble in Little China holds up. Um, we do want to make a quick announcement though. Tomorrow evening, if this is if you're listening on Thursday or two days from now, if you're maybe listening on Wednesday, maybe this came out early. Maybe if we I actually a special took, treat. If I actually took your advice and put it out early, so you're probably listening Thursday, because um, <laughs> we know he doesn't take anyone's advice. But Friday evening, June seventeenth, at Indianapolis PopCon at the Indiana Indianapolis Convention Center downtown, we are going to be recording our first live episode ever. It is the Disney Death Match. It is going to be the Lion King versus the Incredibles, and we are going to be doing it live at six o'clock on the podcast stage there at Indianapolis PopCon at the Indianapolis Convention Center downtown. That's June seventeenth at six o'clock. If you're going to be at PopCon. Uh, please stop by and see us after uh, we get done recording. We're going to be going around and interviewing people as well and doing our normal Signing showdown thing. Uh, yeah, you keep thinking <laughs> that. Oh, I didn't even have time to get. I didn't think we were going to be. This is a historic first for the showdown. For the first time before, uh, before we even get to the episode. It's a rare form tonight, folks. So um, I know when you when you didn't hear the regular intro, you assumed that this was Corey paying respects to Gordy Howe or Muhammad Ali or telling about how much of an influence they had in his life. <laughs> but it's actually just to let you know, good news. PopCon is coming up this Friday, June 17th. We're going to be there. Corey's uh, Lion King versus Vic's Incredibles. Sounds like really bad porn. Um, we're going to we're going to also. Oh, special treat. We're going to let you the uh, audience be a special guest judge that's right so if you guys come out and you sit in the audience we are going to let you decide which of these guys uh wins and you'll fill in that one vote role so check that out uh, friday june 17th six o'clock indianapolis convention center at indianapolis popcon hey Corey. yes have you seen my super suit your super suit watch the movie i haven't watched it yet <laughs> The Showdown Podcast presents the Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Nick Miller, and Brad Scott. This week's episode, Big Trouble in Little China. The Showdown Podcast. This is another Survivor Series episode where we take a look at an older movie and see if it holds up. And today we are going to be talking about the 1986 uh, fantasy action comedy movie Big Trouble in Little China starring Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, um, and a lot of Asian people. I am... Uh, <laughs> I am joined, of course, by uh, Corey, 
You forgot to make up names. I forgot to make up nicknames. Corey, uh, let's, let's do it off the top. Let's just be Cream lazy. Young Young Guy Miller. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Um, and Vic, why wasn't there a black guy in this movie? In this movie, Miller. <laughs> and I am Brad, seven foot Asian, Scott. <laughs> Which, uh, so yeah, this movie starred Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember seeing it. And either, a bunch of Jet Lees <laughs> and Jackie Chans. A bunch of short motherfuckers that can kick real high. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so uh, truck driver Jack Burton, played by Kurt Russell, um, and his friend who just happens to own a Chinese restaurant because they seem to hang out only in Chinatown. Uh, it's a very closed in uh, storyline. You may not get this. You will... Did you have a hard time not thinking that that was Dolph Ziggler? Who? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? He looks exactly like Dolph Ziggler in this movie. Who you think so? Dolph Ziggler. That's why I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I can kind of see it. Who I mean, this? he's a wrestler. Oh. Google come, Dolph Come Ziggler. into our world. All right. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see it. If Kurt Russell had long, stringy, uh, blonde mainly, hair. It was mainly especially the parts where he's wearing the hat. Well, I'm looking at a picture right now where he's wearing the tank top, and uh, Dolph has, has worn a tank top similar to that before, so I can kind of see it, yeah. Yeah, here, sure. Vic. He's thinking. Uh, okay. I'm not, he's not, I don't know. It. What? I'm telling you, you guys are crazy. I said I could see it. I'm now I'm gonna maybe this picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now, I see that. I kinda see that. Big trouble little China. <laughs> this is great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, once you of tell course, us derailed by wrestling once Yeah, again. look at that. I'm telling you, like that, that, looks that, like that picture could get away with it, yeah. yeah okay. <clears throat> but um, so they are on their way to the airport to pick up um, Wang Chi's girlfriend. Well, he wins uh, a bunch of money from him. Miao Yin. <laughs> playing some stupid ass game. Pachinko. Oh, okay. I thought it was made up. But he wins it's a bunch. He wins the highest, wins highest uh, grossing import games in Japan. One thousand something dollars, right? Yeah, Times like two. For It was enough for him to bring her here and get married is what he was going for. Um, so he goes to pick her up, and she is a rare, special thing amongst the Chinese people, according to this story, because she has green, jade green eyes. And that apparently is something magical and mystical amongst the Chinese people. I didn't know this, but that's the way it works. Um, so when they go to pick her up, uh, at the same time, there is a, uh, a, a Chinese street gang, the Lords of Death, who are also trying to pick up a chick um, from the airport to sell her uh, um, as a sex slave, which seems like they probably should have waited until she left the airport to get her. I don't know. But uh, they mix them up and they end up taking uh, um, Wang's girlfriend. Wang. And they take her to um, uh, 
when they take her, they actually assaulted the girl that they were going after originally, which is Gracie Law, played by Kim Cattrall's friend. So there is a big, huge, like, fuck up of information here uh, where they're kind of everyone's kind of there for one thing and they all get mixed up and all Asian people look alike apparently. So they grab the wrong girl and yank and take off with her. Mm. And, uh, the Lords of death, um, basically get chased down by, uh, Jack Burton and he is a big rig dr- truck driver. So he drives his truck after them, which again, doesn't seem like the best thing to try to chase down a bunch of guys, uh, little Chinese guys in, but he gets stuck in an alleyway and basically gets caught in the crossfire between two, the triad, kind of like the triads and the, the Lords of death. Um, and in the interim, uh, they are introduced to the three storms, uh, who are the supernatural, uh, like badass, like Kung Fu something or another's. (laughs) Well, only one of them really is kind of the archetype of Raiden. The other two are, are kind of different. Uh, they all wear ways. the hat with the robes. Oh, yeah. So they're all Only raided. one of them actually throws lightning. All Raidens look alike. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I don't know when this... I don't know if this came out before. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, it did. They definitely... Oh, this is out long before Mortal Kombat. This is 86. that character from him because everything he no, does... No, they said... They, well, they, but apparently... I read about that. Apparently, the straw hat controlling electricity figure is very popular. Yes. In Asian culture. So it's not like they necessarily stole it from this movie as much as this movie and Mortal Kombat just used that same character. But like even down to like his his screaming flying through the air thing is exactly the way that they did it. What Raiden does too. (laughs) Like the and flying through the air with the lightning. That's exactly Raiden Raiden was the guy, right? Like if you just wanted, like he was like the dominant one yeah. in the first Mortal Kombat because he could do that shit where you disappeared from the screen, mm-hmm. yeah, and the flying. Well, Luke Kang, Liu Kang was Liu Kang was the was the Ryu of that. Oh really? Yeah, he was the Ryu of that thing, and then Raiden was the Ken. Although I always picked Scorpion. Uh why is that? Because because like he yelled him. "Get over here!" and it was one of the only times that they <laughs> it was one of the first games to actually utilize something like "Get that. over here." I used, I think I used to pick Raiden and Sub Zero. Because it wasn't in t- it wasn't until the later. Sound. <laughs> it wasn't until like Mortal Kombat three, the ultimate one, that I started using Sub Zero. Uh and you know, speaking of Street Fighter, though, Xavier Woods, he's like a pro gamer of like old school games and stuff like that. E Honda is who he uses to be unstoppable. E Honda is because of that beast. thousand hand slap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. Getting back. back to Big Trouble Little China. Back, yeah. <laughs> so um. Jack Bird, like I said, he's chasing. They're trying to catch the guys who kidnapped the girls. Um, they follow Mortal them into <laughs> what? What? No, so they follow them into an alleyway, which they get blocked by a funeral procession. Um, that is. Um, <laughs> Sorry, All you're doing is sidetracking anything. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can hear you. He's, he's dr- throwing me off. I didn't think Rick could hear me through his headphones. I can I can hear you mumbling, but he can probably hear what you're actually saying. <laughs> yes, that's very true. You're throwing me off completely. Um, <laughs> I've just lost it. So okay, um, so they they run into the three storms, um, who are thunder, rain, and lightning, um, and each one of them are like supernatural super beings that um, can. Uh, 
that basically step in and slaughter the two uh, gangs that are fighting um, during the uh, during the funeral. Um, they work for Lopan, who is this like powerful, legendary sorcerer that lives underneath of the city for some reason. Um, we don't quite know why he's there, but that's where he's from. Well, he um, he and, originally died and then came back. Well, right? that he got run over. Oh, you mean no, originally, no, no. originally? Like, yeah, yeah. He was, he was like, he has to be re, he has to be like re, um, what do they call it? Reincarnated. Um, yeah, kind of reincarnated every, every whatever. But I mean, but he, but he dies. But then he, so wouldn't that kind of, wouldn't that make him a zombie? Uh, yeah, I guess it would kind of qualify him for. He was so <laughs> trained to set us up. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, so this has just completely gone off the rail. Um, so Yao Ming. Yes. Yao Ming, he's by James Hong. Um, <laughs> he is this sorcerer who basically um, at every every like 500 years, or whatever it is, he has to, to re-energize himself. And if he marries the green eye, the jade eyed uh, princess, he gets like his powers back. So he's trying is to. Is that the same guy that was the. Uh... That was in the Seinfeld Chinese restaurant. Seinfeld fall. I don't know about don't that, but Seinfeld. he wasn't. He wasn't Big Bang Theory, hmm. playing a Chinese uh, restaurant dude. Like mm. a yeah, he look. Restaurant. He sounds like that guy. Yeah. So sorry. Go ahead. So, in the course of finding this guy, he I'm ends making up Vic's job so hard. This <laughs> he ends up running over Lopan, freaks the hell out. Um, jumps out of his truck and is trying to figure out what's going on in the interim. His truck gets stolen. Um, it's his only source of income, so he needs to find it and figures out that the uh, the that the street gang has stolen the his truck, so he needs to go back and get it. Um, they also have uh, they have to save the girls because uh, his girlfriend, the uh, his friend's girlfriend's been stolen. She was supposed to be. Uh, she wasn't supposed to be who they were after, but they took her instead because uh, they got her mixed up. And Lopan is now in love with her and wants to wants to uh, marry her because he wants the power that she possesses as a green eyed, a jade eyed uh, princess. And that is the guy from the Seinfeld Chinese restaurant. <laughs> okay. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah, glad we did. No, I felt pretty proud of myself because I was like, okay, I was not stereotyping there. <laughs> that dude legitimately sounded like I kept waiting for him to say that while well, he had his. I will take a bride. Seinfeld for. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Well deserved. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to where I left off. I am all kinds of discombobulated at this point. <laughs> I think we should make Brad do the Jade Eye. He has the Jade Eye princess. Okay, so he has a Jade he Eye falls princess. in love with her. He falls in love with her. He also figures out that um, Kim Cottrell is another Jade Eye princess. Mm -hmm. So he figures if he has two of them, he'll be twice as powerful. So he kidnaps her too. Um, she is friends <clears throat> with uh, one of her friends is because uh, she's a she's a um, a writer for a newspaper. Um, and one of her friends uh, is a member of a good Chinese gang. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's trying to stop Lopan from basically taking over the world if he gets this, this power. And he introduces them to Egg Shen, played by Victor Wong, 
who always plays the squinty-eyed old mystical Japanese guy. <laughs> he was was he is he the same guy from uh, Gremlins? Is that the guy from Gremlins? I'm going to take my stab. What's his name in the movie? Uh Ig Chen. His name's Victor Wong. Victor Wong. Victor yeah, and Wong. he's he's basically a local authority on Lo Pan um and has fought him before. No, he has not done no. any other movies. What? what? Yeah, he has. No uh, they, he's no, the grand. On, he's the, on, he's the grandfather. Hold on, I, I correct myself. He's the grandfather in Three Ninjas. The trivia page has uh, the wrong link. He was in. He, okay, so here's something interesting. He's in the Golden Child. Yes. Which is like I, I won't they actually laugh. got shitty because they were like, oh, there hasn't been one of these Asian fantasy movies out in like decades, and now there's going to be two on like the same day. <laughs> So they actually changed all their scheduling and moved everything up so they could open up five months earlier than The Golden Child. Mm. Um, but he was in both. And let's see here. Now it does not look like... What was the movie you said, Vic? I thought he was, I thought he was the old man Gremlins? that sold that gave him the Gremlins. No, he does not have Gremlins listed. Okay. You're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so he plays the local authority on Lopan. Um, he explains to Jack that... You they know, had a lot of fucking Three Ninjas movies. Yeah. Four? Yeah, that and that's pretty, just what he was in. It's a pretty regular franchise. Okay, I, I, Hulk I, Hogan was in one of those too. Was he really? Do, or did he do another? Yeah, was it High Noon at Mega Mountain? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at that poster. That is amazing. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing the outfit that Bizarro Superman wore in the fourth movie. <laughs> Blonde-haired Superman with the black yeah, yeah. press-on nails. Remember that shit? I knew. I knew he had something to do with one of them. Like, all of a sudden, his big superpower was he became a black woman at the DMV. A <laughs> <laughs> um, little bit of trivia. Kurt Russell turned down the lead role of Connor McCloud in Highlander to appear in this film. Ah, uh, you know why? You know why? The, like, the studios and everybody wanted him to do both. But he said, there can only be one. Uh. I almost gave that to you. I got the rare triple. <laughs> triple play. The triple play. It's like I bundled landline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, AT&T. <laughs> or Comcast. Either one. <laughs> I redeemed myself. Okay. So, um... Where were we even at? Okay, so they take they they've kidnapped the girls. Mm -hmm. Oh um, yeah, he they, want, he figures out if he gets two wives, he'll be twice as strong. Right, because the mystical power of the green eyed the green eyed princess mm -hmm. is whatever. So um, they descend into his uh, into his lair underneath of Chinatown, um, and they go to see Egg Chen, who uh, Egg Shen, sorry, who does <laughs> Egg um, Chen. <laughs> it sounded like you were just insulting the actor. <laughs> So he does um, tours of Chinatown, and he basically has all of his mystical. He's got holy hand grenades and all kinds of other crap in his possession. He's a sorcerer, um, but he hasn't had to use his craft since uh, Lopan's been been laying low. And he's the only he's the main authority on everything that he does. So his uh, his gang of I guess you would say his Cobra Kai. Yeah, exactly. They uh, they descend into the sewers to go and try to save the uh, the princesses from Lopan and find out that he is a really kind of a, a demon himself and has tons of these like different creatures in his employ. 
um, including an Eye of the Beholder for some reason. There's like a Dungeons and Dragons character in this. In oh, is that the, was that? That the eye thing yeah, that floats around oh, that yeah, has yeah. an eye oh, in its oh, mouth? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A yeah. gross-ass thing? It's from Dungeons and Dragons. It's an Eye of the Beholder. And for whatever reason, all of a sudden, it's a Chinese, it's a Chinese thing. But uh, And it's gross because when the thing licks its lips, it's got a eyeball on the end of its tongue <laughs> which is quite disgusting and uh, the uh and then the other thing that was like the most obvious mask right. ever <laughs> the yeti that, that yeah was, it's yeah. like oh yeti why is the mouth there? not even gonna move <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah you're not screaming bud yeah yeah <laughs> Just, your mouth uh, barely open <laughs> was i the only one that really had trouble figuring out like um you know, because like they went down, they went down the stairs into the end of the sewer, and then just like the location of everything, did did everything did was I the only one that felt like it was off? Like I didn't understand how the all these how they got from place to place. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have like yeah, they didn't seem like a clear layout of where they were going or because like even though and they you, even kept going back and forth places. Yeah, I mean even though even though you you know you you watch a movie and you haven't been in that specific location when you see characters going from one place to another, you can kind of mentally figure out what how the layout of something is. But with this, I I'm like I was like I don't understand how these are all connected together, especially when they get to get to Lopan's uh I don't know, fortress. Yeah. Or whatever, it's like, I, I, how is that? Is that above ground? Is that no, below it's, it's ground? The whole, the whole point of it is that it's it's old. It was old part of old Chinatown. So it's and underground. They built, yeah, they built new Chinatown on top uh, on of top it. of so it. So they were going through the sewer system because that's how you get into his like subterranean. Yeah, layer, I, it, for me, for me watching it, just it, it was. <laughs> I was confused. So when he figures out that, because he he's obviously has to sacrifice the Green Eyed Princess in order to, to regain his powers, because basically this dude is like a walking skeleton. You can see through his skin like he's he's just not all there. But um, when he sees that Gracie is also a Green Eyed Princess, so how did he turn into the tall Yao Ming like early on? Because that's that he, it, it it expends all of his ability to do to become that that character, which is his so then he has to like recharge and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, but then like if you notice when he goes back down in the thing, he's like all weak and feeble because he expended all of his energy, and the reason why okay. is he needs to reconstitute himself. But he's got to sacrifice the green eyed princess in order for it to work. But then when he finds Gracie and says, "Oh, it's another green eyed princess," he's like, "I'm going to kill this bitch, and then I'm going to keep this bitch for my wife." So he decides he's going to marry, uh, unwillingly marry uh, the Yao Ming. The Yao, he's Yao got one Ye, to marry, one to kill. Where's which one? Where's his one to fuck? Well, <laughs> definitely ain't you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have green eyes. So they uh, they sneak into his lair um, and they try to um, to assault him, which they find out that this bitch is a Jedi and has like special Jedi powers and can like do all kinds of craziness. Um, and that his uh, his uh, they don't know that his men are also kind of demon themselves and they end up getting the drop on Thunder, um, who uh, <laughs> is the guy that that uh, basically he's just huge and he can like punch through walls and everything else. And they try to fight him um, and it was, ends up being a pretty bad situation for them um, and they end up having to retreat. Egg ends up getting them. He convinces them that they, he has a super potion that will allow them to fight all of these these super oh, yeah. beings. What was that stuff? <laughs> I think it was just like juice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was apple juice. No, well, if you remember, if you remember, um, they end up doing some crazy shit. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with it. Like he's like, you've had this in you the whole time. It, it was literally, it was a placebo. The the whole thing is that it was a placebo. 
So the really the, that was really all. Yeah, they just they just they they were just like he's like he threw the knife, he caught it, threw it back at him really quick. Like all that shit was just like it's all the stuff that they already had in them. Because the one dude, I forget what the dude's name is, uh, Kurt Russell's little sidekick type dude. That that dude jumped from like one side of the stage all the way to the However, other. However, that dude was like that was that was the little Jackie Chan guy. So he's been like training for that shit all of his life. So he he's supposed to have already Wang. Been. Yeah, Wang. <laughs> Speaking of Jackie Chan, they actually wanted uh, him for the movie uh, to play uh, Wang Chi, uh, but he did not want to come over to the states and uh, and. Go back to Hollywood. He wanted to continue his career because in Hong Kong. Because his fucking career in Hong Kong is off the hook. Yeah, bitch was putting out like two movies a year. Yeah. <laughs> how bad? How big do you think Wang was? <laughs> well, he was at least six foot tall. <laughs> good one. Good one. <laughs> this is never gonna. I'm end. television's Oops. Dave. <laughs> Wrong one. It's supposed to be this one. <laughs> Excuse me? You were discussing Hulk Hogan's penis. Yeah, because Terry Belay's penis is not 10 inches like you're trying to say. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sit in that witness stand today that you were discussing the length of your penis on Bubba's radio program. Any doubt? Well, it's not mine because mine isn't that size, but we were discussing the length of Hulk Hogan's. Seriously? You <laughs> the best part. I'll look for any reason to play that. It's so damn good. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Wang. So we were talking about Wang. They get their ass whipped when they first go down there and basically run for the hills because uh, they realize that they can't beat the uh the, the three storms. Um so they go back with Egg Chen who gives them this potion and says, With this potion you guys can accomplish anything, you can beat anyone. Um and Jack is like the fucking man after he drinks it because he he buys into it full full out and they go back um when they go back uh lopan is playing is, is starting the ritual and planning for the wedding um and to to get ready to marry um the uh chen's girl uh chi's girlfriend wang chi's girlfriend um these names are fucking killing me meow yin <laughs> meow yin um so- hello kitty meow <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Help me. <laughs> Jesus, take the podcast. So he go, they go back. Um, uh, I'm try- trying to remember all the fucking names. Eddie, um, who is the kind of the badass in the group, um, he goes in, he takes the potion. He goes in and fights Rain, who's the swordsman. He beats him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack goes down and fights um, Thunder. Uh, who in the um, in the 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 master's chamber he fights him, basically just about gets his ass kicked, um, and then he bests Thunder. Thunder gets pissed off and basically gets so mad that he inflates and explodes. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? I don't understand why that had to be the way he went out. But he's got a that's short temper. <laughs> and they uh, they take out um, lightning. Basically, he's beaten all their asses. They're trying to run for the hills. They, they climb up inside of the rafters to get away from We're inside of the, the, the catacombs above the thing that they climbed in through. He tries to rise up through there, and they drop a fucking block of cement on his head <laughs> and take him out. Which is so, bullshit. No one should have been afraid of lightning because you have a better chance of winning the lottery than getting hit by lightning. 
See how tough it is to have him ready? Yeah. He beat me to it. <laughs> so they kill Lightning. Now, basically, you have left, um, and they, they, they fight their way through, and they cap, they, they get the, the girls back. Um, and he, uh, Lopan, Jesus fucking Christ, keeping these things straight is ridiculous. Lopan. Yao Ming. That's how you think of it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Um, he, he starts to get his powers back as he is, like, draining the life out of Gracie Lee. Um, and which, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it, but it is a crazy fucking ridiculous ride. They send the Yeti thing after them to try to catch them. And, uh, they, they basically escape it. Um, they, they fight it out in this huge gigantic duel where in which, um, uh, our hero Jack Burton ends up having to go and save Gracie Lee, who he has fallen in love with now at this point, um, from, uh, Yao Ming. Um, <laughs> yeah, who's up there just like cutting them open and. Yeah, and he's like got putting these really nasty becoming blood brothers. nails. Yeah. <laughs> like becoming blood brothers nails. with them. And uh, so they get into a fight, and he's. Lopan feels that he's like below him. He's nothing. There's there's nothing about him that's, in, that's very special. And Kurt Russell's like pretty much like, well, yeah, there really isn't anything special about me except for this one thing I can do, which is catch a knife and throw it back at you and stab you in the Yeah, back. that was like very anticlimactic yeah. to me. I was like, that's what all the, it was. where the where did this come from? Like, he's literally been basically doing nothing but shooting a gun at people and running the entire time. And then all of a sudden, he's got, like, this adept ability to catch a knife out of midair and throw it back. Now, mind you, they, they, they say it's because of his invincibility potion he drank, but... It didn't stop everybody else from getting their ass whipped. I so. think that was just a little bit of Snake Plitzkin in him. <laughs> of what? Snake, Snake Plitzkin. What's that? Came from L.A., came from New York. Oh, okay. It was actually a timely reference, but so we can't really give it no, to I him. No, I wasn't but. giving it to him. No, I, was, I, I realized I didn't get the reference. That was on me. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I tell you what. For me. Because I didn't get the reference. All right. Um, so, yeah. So then he's dead. Yeah, they they kill they kill him. Um, you know the uh, Mao Ying and 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 Wang Chi uh, get back together. They go back to to his uh, Chinese food restaurant, and I'm assuming get married, have two kids, and serve Chinese food to the rest of the populace. <laughs> um, and basically, Burton is like, "Well, I'm a long haul trucker, and." Uh, I don't have time for this thing called love. So he basically gives Kim Cattrall the blow off. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. I mean, I, I preferred that. It was a little but after going through all that shit to just be like, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, if if he ended up with her, with her, then that's all, that's almost like, well, we saw that coming a mile away. You know, because that's the way exactly every film ends. Did. That's exactly what they did throughout the whole movie. And then all of a sudden be like, no, nah, I don't care. And drive off, which is fine. Like you said. It's it's actually a little bit better that he's that much of a dick because he plays a dick through the entire mm-hmm. freaking movie. So for him to all of a sudden, I guess, to change and be like, oh, yeah, I like you. I'm going to hang around. Well, and to be honest, Kim Cattrall's not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> you going to kiss her goodbye? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. And just think and let her straight. No to titties, no ass. She had a lot of work done before by the time she got the sex in the city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't blame him. Yeah, and then he's driving away. So he gets in his truck and he <sighs> has this whole long soliloquy that he does. And uh, you find out that uh, it's uh, 
the uh, the the Yeti or whatever the fuck we want to call that thing. I'm just referring it to as a Yeti mm-hmm. is actually on the Pork Chop Express, which I think is the funniest fucking name for a truck ever. I forgot to bring that up. Well, because he he delivers pigs. Yeah, so it's a Pork Chop Express, and he's doing his whole thing about like he he starts out with his whole long soliloquy on, on his handle and yeah. ends it the same way, but. Lo and behold, the uh, the Yeti climbs out from between Mouth's his Mouth's still truck. in the exact same position. <laughs> and it has been the entire goddamn it's movie. swallow a lot of bugs on the back of that car. I'm just saying. <laughs> so what do you think happened? <sighs> he came to a quick stop. The thing flew off. <laughs> it, flew off. <laughs> it slipped off. Its mouth got caught on the, mo- on the bottom of the truck. <laughs> he drove over. Him. I'll tell you what happened. Not a sequel. No. Yes. Not at all, um, and for and, and and the reason why twenty million dollars budget it made eleven million dollars in the box office. Talk about a fucking flop. Now, with that said, though, this movie is rated as a cult classic at this point because mm-hmm. it is actually not that bad as far as to watch it. But oh, like oh. trying to don't get ahead of us. Save that thought. We'll go over it when we get the right. uh, the results uh, right after this commercial break. It's commercial time. Vic, why don't you uh, tell the people where they can uh, find you at? Uh, you can find me online on social media at MillerKing51, or you can also find me playing games all day, all night long on Xbox One at Black and Angry. That's B L A Q and Angry. Corey? You can find me on Twitter at NKOGonzo. You can find me at bradscottcomedy.com and at bradscottcomedy on social media. Uh, follow the showdown on Twitter and Instagram at the showdown pod and give us a like on Facebook, the showdown podcast. Somebody should. And with that, let's get back to the show and see if Big Trouble in Little China is going to make it to our illustrious Hall of Fame. And we are back. Um, we are here today talking about the 1986 movie Big Trouble in Little China. And now we are going to find out if it goes into our Hall of Fame or if it's not a survivor. So, uh, Vic, I'm going to let you go first. This movie is in Big Trouble, even if it is in Little China. It's not big trouble with list. Big Vic. Exactly, it's not making my list. I remember watching this movie when earlier on and, and really enjoying it and having fun watching it. And it wasn't that it's it wasn't that it was horrible in the fact that it's just a campy kind of ridiculous kung fu type movie, but Americanized kung fu movie, I should say. Um, but it just didn't hold up to to like I found myself bored watching it at this point. And where I don't ever remember having that feeling. So with that in mind, I can't I can't let it I can't let it in. Corey? Yeah, I gotta agree. Um I, I was never like a huge Big Trouble fan, 
but you know I, I liked it for what it was worth and you know and it's gotten this cult it's gotten kind of a cult following and whatnot um but and, and i question that i really do it's like have they have they watched it recently um because i obviously the effects aren't great because it is mid 80s um but i just i was just i i don't i didn't find myself bored i just was maybe i don't know maybe it was boredom i was just like this isn't that good i mean i think if if there would have been like some more one-liners in there uh some more memorable lines maybe you know maybe that brings it up a little bit more but i no i just was not feeling this one at all it's around the board uh yeah this movie fucking sucked (laughs) who who picked this one uh not me oh wait Uh, it was you yeah Yeah, i think it was you (laughs) i know um you were you were emphatic about it. In fact, actually, not. I know. About it. See, that's the thing. I think I was. You know, I saw it when I was a kid, and I remember being kind of like bored when I was a kid. But I was like, you know, maybe I wasn't able to follow the plot as well. No, it just sucks. <laughs> like yeah. it just, it just sucked. Well, you can tell it wanted to be something it's not. Yeah. And it to me, it wasn't funny enough. And it, at the at the same time, it wasn't bad enough to be so bad it's good. Yeah. Like. If I'm if to me, it reminds me like of Masters of the Universe. And this, my friend, is no Masters of the Universe. (laughs) It's back, Corey. I know. You remember the bane of your existence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's still lost. It lost, lost. but but this sound has gotten the best of you many times. It it haunts my dreams. It does. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead, Corey. No, that was that's all I had. Yeah. God damn it! You couldn't have helped me out on that. I didn't know it was coming back. Why do you think I would just all of a sudden want you to talk? That's a good point. How many episodes have we done? And you think just now I'm like, let's. I want to hear from Corey. Oh, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, we all agree this movie is just boring. <clears throat> it wasn't wasn't bad enough to be like good bad, and it just. It wasn't a hit in the box office. It wasn't a hit with the people in general. I, have, I haven't. It seen... It has a fucking eighty-one percent. But it had, like, like I said, I haven't seen a movie that has a negative box office ever. This is the only movie I've ever seen that has a negative box office. But they were giving it, refunds. Well, I mean, it was. It only. Well, when I say negative, I mean it you didn't make budget. its budget back. <laughs> you have a budget that's. Of 20... I like the fact that they. Get... <laughs> oh, you, you like this movie? Okay, here's your money. You back. have a budget of twenty million, and it only makes eleven million. That's that's a negative. That's a negative thing there. Like it's. Uh, you don't see that. Eighty three. Excuse me. Eighty three percent. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's critic that and critic? user. They're really? both eighty three. But but you know what? It, it's because of the cult classic status now. At this point, it's how so does bad it become people, a cult classic? Because, Just because of the characters? Because there's some well, weird characters? Is that it? Because there's weird characters, and for whatever reason, there's there's a, a certain a subset of movie watchers that think if you if a movie is really bad and you watch it, and get enough people to watch it, you can turn it into a cult classic, and then you're part of that clique. So you think Raiden has something to do with it too? Of course. Yeah, I mean, because I think that's when I saw it the first time was after Mortal Kombat because I was like, I recognized that and I was like, oh, I want to see this. Yeah, 
Because you're like, hey, what's what's Raiden doing in this movie? Yeah, no, I, I thought like it, I thought it was actually Raiden from the game. <laughs> like, I thought it was a Mortal Kombat movie. I just was never aware of. They did a really good job of making him look exactly fucking like him too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, there's there's supernatural stuff in it, which is kind of intriguing. There's you know obviously high flying you know wire foo in it, so that's kind of intriguing. There's but it's it's just an Americanized kung fu movie. And I think that they were trying to play off of the successes that Kurt Russell has had in his other movies and say, well, let's put him in this situation and see if it, if it, if it pans out too. Do you think with the, uh, the rumor of a, of a remake that that will help any? Do you think that they'll, cre- they'll fix any mistakes that may have been in this one? Maybe add I can tell you humor? one thing, it'll make more money. Oh, I'm like sure. Like right it off will. the bat, it's going to make. Well, more it's going to have the rock. So yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, but not only that, but now it's got a cult, a cult following. If, you, if they were to put the same movie out and with the cult following, it is. If they were to re, what do they, what do they say when they when they re-release. Put it, re-release the movie, it'd make more money than it made. You know, back then, I have a feeling just because of its current status. But yeah, and yeah, and people want to go see it. Yeah, it's like in yeah, the, because in the theater. Yeah, because yeah. we're like, oh, we haven't seen it on the big screen before. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people do. You know, I hear that a lot with with different movies. I haven't seen it on the big screen. Uh, and, and sorry, I'm go, so sorry. That was rude. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you're so sorry. There it is. <laughs> it is to laugh. <laughs> For me, at least. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a dick. I'm a dick. I'm a dick. Corey, go ahead. One more time. No, Vic. You're that's that's just ruining. This. I was talking it's, about the dick. Oh, part. okay, okay. Just, yeah, like, just look at you. See, running the joke into the ground. Right, go ahead, Corey. Right. Anyway, I think there it is. I fucking knew it. I'm done anyway. No, okay, go okay, go okay, okay. Look, I'm, the, the, it's down. My hands off the button. Is my hands it, off the button. Is it now? It's no. Look, see, look. Okay. My thumb's behind. All right. Well, anyway, I was going to say that a lot of people, when, when a movie does get re-released, they're like, oh, I'm going to go see it on the big screen. I never got to see it on the big screen before. So, yeah, I think I think in that aspect. And because they would fucking, it, I mean, just ticket prices alone, how much it's gone up, yeah. it would make the budget easily. Oh, if yeah, it was yeah. a flop, it would still probably make the budget back. Oh, it right. would make, yeah, it would make 20 Because you know they put it in 3D and. Yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know if they go that far with this one. Maybe. Maybe you could do it with like the the uh, the lightning special effects that they had in there, mm-hmm. if they call it special. But um, but yeah, I think people would would definitely go see the it. The eye but thing, yeah, the eye floating thing around too. in three yeah, yeah. D. The, yeah. the oh, I think we're giving them ideas. Maybe Yeti? we should shut up. Oh uh, yeah, then they might. Yeah, well, but I would not go. But to see it. but in, in in regards to a remake though, um, it's going to start the rock. So yes, you're going to get to, you're going to make at least twenty million on it. They've got to do a lot to improve either the story or... Well, I mean, if you really look at it, if, if they had have done... The, the story itself is, you know, it's the supernatural uh, being who kidnaps women and tries to sacrifice them to maintain his power. He's got, you know, these, these super beings working for him that are almost indestructible or unbeatable. He has creatures roaming around his, his, uh, his dungeon lair. Like, all of those components would make for an interesting movie. I just don't think they have the ability to put it all together and turn it into something that everybody would like. Yeah. And it just it was just so off match. Like you start off with this gang war and then you have these supernatural beings pop out of nowhere. It's like it just seems like it's and what was it the, wasn't cohesive. And at what all. was the point of the gang war? Well it never factored into the entire thing except that you had one gang go well, down there with one you. of the gangs one of the gangs worked for Lopan. That was his gang. 
the ones that were holding the uh, the funeral but, were the good guy gang. But when when Lopan first shows up in that alleyway, they're all scared of him. Well, yeah, but I mean, so you so have the good I'm guys and bad guy gang. But like when it called when it came down to it, like when he showed up. Which doesn't even really, like, why the hell did he show up in the first place? Like, yeah. there wasn't any real reason for him to have been there. But apparently those guys have been selling him women. The the one gang has been selling low, uh, selling him chicks. Okay. So that's kind of where it all comes into play. Yeah. I think they were supposed to be kidnapping a woman to give to him so he could do whatever he was supposed to do. But again, it's, it's so kind of convoluted. Like, the story is so muddled up together. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't. If you take several components of this movie and turn them into an individual movie, like a gang war about Chinese, you know, triads and things, that's that movie's been made. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the supernatural, maybe, the supernatural martial arts movie. That movie's been made. I mean, maybe if you took some of the some of the highlights of the script, kept them, dropped the rest out, and then reworked the script in, in between, you might be able to have something there. But overall, this is you no. Know, this is. They've got to do something. What I said was better. right, though, because according to IMDb, the people that watch this movie also watch Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., They Live, are all movies that are associated with people that like this movie. Or <laughs> st- uh, directed by John Carpenter yeah. or have Kurt Russell in right. it. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it's like I said, and that, that's I think that's why he's really, I think that's the only reason why he was in this movie. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, he doesn't yeah. match anything to do with this movie. They have these two white, they have this white girl and this white guy in this martial arts movie for no real good reason. Mm-hmm. Like, why is she the only white chick working in a newspaper that apparently is no, in Chinatown? No, that other lady was there, too. But why in Chinatown? That was just her friend. I thought she worked for the newspaper, too. Right, but then why are they in Chinatown? Oh, who knows? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't, I think, it doesn't no, I make think they were investigating sense. the whole uh, they were investigating, thing. They were investigating the, the slavery ring, yeah. I guess, but it still doesn't make any sense. And, and then the fact that she, it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Bad choice, Corey. Thanks a lot. Hey, <laughs> it had to happen. Oh, you're saying all of your other choices are much better? Yeah. At some point, you're going to get some bad ones, so... Like Masters of the Universe. So, moving on, the let's stop talking about this horrible movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, the movie itself is considered, like we said, a cult classic. And that got us thinking, what are some of the other cult classics uh, out there? And we looked up the IMDb 400 Greatest Cult Movies and Corey... Why don't you give us the top 10? Okay. Uh, you want me to start with number 10? Yeah, let's start with 10 and work okay. our way up. Okay. And then we'll talk about what what movies we think should be higher on the list. Okay. Uh, number 10. Uh, this is one I haven't seen. I'm not real sure either one of you have either. Uh, Harold and Maude. Heard of it. Haven't seen it. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. Uh, I came out in 71. It's got uh, some old lady. And uh, <laughs> it's got this old bitch in it. <laughs> it's got some old bitch in it. Uh, Ruth Gordon and Bud Court, who uh, you might or might not know, who was in uh, Dogma. He played uh, the bearded dude uh, that was God, ended up being God. Atlantis Morissette came down to Earth in Dogma, and that's the form she took on. It was Bud. Oh, the, was guy, the guy that was playing skee ball. Right. Okay. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so again, they came out in 71, neither one, none of us have seen it and it's supposed to be good. It's young, rich and obsessed with death. Harold finds himself changed forever when he meets a lively, I can't pronounce that word. Some old lady named Maude at a funeral. 
Yeah. Moving uh, on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Number nine is Tron. Um, the original Tron? The original Tron. I can see that. I've seen this movie. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Really? When, Vic, when was the last time you saw it? Uh, early 90s. I saw it right around the time that the sequel came out. I think it may have been after the sequel came out. After I saw the sequel, mm. I went back and watched the original. Yeah. For, to me, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up at all. Um, I, I I was always... when when I remember when I originally saw it, that I had a hard time understanding... I, I know, you know that they are the computer viruses and whatnot. I got that. But it was hard for me to mentally picture... Um, how these are, you know, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I got you. But, in, but what it comes down to is like the, the story itself is supposed to be this whole allegory, how, how humans are a virus on whatever it's, it's this weird thing. But what makes it a cult classic for most people is that it's, it was, it was a visual like first for a lot of things. Like yeah. For when that movie came out, like you didn't see like light cycles and you know disc weapons and things like that. It was just something that a lot of people glommed onto that in, in the sci-fi genre that were like, oh my god, this is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and, and I that's think that's what, the, that's what gave it its cult class. And that, and that's the thing class. that I always had a had a a hard time grasping my thoughts around was the the cycles and the discs and it's like and the people walking around. It's like, wait a minute, you guys are viruses, but you look like people. You're riding bikes, but that's not really a bike. I, yeah, it's a cursor. Yeah, it's like I, I don't <laughs> I don't get it. Um, so for me, and even the sequel, I, yeah. I didn't like the sequel either. Um, so for me, that didn't really. If we do that on the show, I'm already saying no. It doesn't. It does not hold up. Uh, number eight, we have heavy metal. Uh, ah, we were talking about this. Yeah, we were just talking about this. Um, we, we talked about doing an animated. Uh, uh, battle and I had mentioned heavy metal uh, this came out in 81 uh, it, it's got John Candy Joe Flaherty uh, who who was a comedic actor you'd, you'd seen him in other things um, this was originally a comic book if I'm if I'm correct, correct. A- and they and it's like three or four different stories and they somehow intertwine all revolve around this glowing orb uh, that a taxi driver I believe uh, I'm trying to remember if this is right, that a taxi driver finds, and it's all these different stories that, that we've threw out that. With it coming out in 81, this is this is something people hadn't seen, uh, at, you know, animated-wise at this at this time because well, that, and it was it was it was it was to it, it, to be completely honest everyone thought it was just filthy so you had to see it it was <laughs> i mean because it's not uh, with well, the it being animated it kills that prostitute yeah there there it, 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 in it, uh, with it being animated there's there's language and there's nudity and there's sex and it's just like that's something you hadn't seen in a film before i'm excited for sausage party <sighs> I haven't. I have, have seen, seen the, the trailer. trailer. I saw the trailer for that. It's fun. The first time I was like, "Are you hell. fucking kidding me? Is this really what we?" That looks yeah. really yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen this preview? Yeah, part? yeah, I have. Like we're going. We've been saved. They think they've been saved <laughs> when they came. Oh my out of fucking the- god! <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, uh, I actually really like this movie, um, and the se- the sequel's good, but it's not as good. They, uh, they they tried to they tried to, yeah they tried they tried to I guess. 
pull the same feeling that you got from the original yeah. into that movie, and it's just not the same. They were literally trying too hard. Yeah, but but, but yeah, I, 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 I still like this movie just because it's so crazy. And even today, you don't really see this. Um, am I right um, that Bakshi did the animation on this? I don't know. You know okay. I was think I was I might be wrong about that, but uh, but yeah, I mean, oh, I I like this movie. I don't, I don't know if I, it was it was I liked it. I remember watching it for the first time. You're like, holy shit, this is a cartoon. Why is this on TV? But then I realized I was watching cable, so <laughs> <laughs> now I understand. But uh, I as far as it being like a cult classic, like I don't know if I really. I think Looking the reason that way, I just think that it was again, it was another groundbreaking thing that people weren't used to seeing. So they all just kind of like, you have to see this thing. And I think that's what got it into the cult classic yeah. thing. Would I put it in the top ten? No. Right. You next, uh, next is Clerks. Brad, have you seen it? I have not. Jesus, have you seen any movies? No. <laughs> Do you He's watch like, movies? Uh, I, well, really? Uh, <laughs> I'm, From this guy? Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, Vic, I'm sure, has seen yes. it. Uh, I, I've seen it. This is actually a movie that uh, started it for me as far as Kevin Smith films. Um, this, When I first saw this, Chasing Amy had already been out. So um, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, of course it started there because that's his first one. Um, no, I actually saw this and I was actually working at a grocery store when I first saw this. So the whole bit with the eggs and the person going through all the eggs and the milk. I saw that all the time when I was working, so I, you know that I could relate to that. Um, and it's one of the things that got me wanting to become a filmmaker as well, too. That and Reservoir Dogs, I saw them nearly around the same time, and so those are the things that kind of uh, got me wanting to do that. So, so yeah, this one definitely. I don't know if I put it necessarily in the top ten. Of I would put I it in the top them. ten mainly because it has so many memorable things in it that. Anyone that's that's ever watched this movie and be like, you know, if someone talks about snowballs, they know what that's from. They, you know, you talk, you talk about, uh, and it, you people hear. I hear people do this all the time. Not even supposed to be here today. Like, mm-hmm. and that's just the right. It's, it's an open reference to that thing that makes it something that everyone seems to remember. And that's that's you know that's why he's getting ready to to, to film a third one after it because everyone remembers that you know that thing and and. For them to uh, the interaction between uh, Dante and uh, um, Randall. Randall is like everyone who's ever worked, anyone who's worked at any kind of a small shop, fast food place, anything like that. They've had those two people that represent Dante and Randall that worked with them. And you could go, Jesus fucking Christ, these idiots again. And and I think that that really kind of brings in those, you know, you have the guys that just hang around for no good reason. Shit. At my arcade, I have a Jay and Silent Bob that show up in my store all the time and they don't do anything. They just kind of lean around and watch other people play games and talk to each other and be idiots. So Look, Corey and I are just are trying to spend time with you, Vic. <laughs> Yeah. Trying to get close. We see yeah. how you really feel about us. <laughs> uh, the next movie is Fight Club. Brad? Uh, I like that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, I've seen that one. I <laughs> have. I've seen that, and I like that movie. And uh, I will say, though, that like this this list is kind of Do you weird. really think that's a cult classic, though? I would not put it in it's the a top pretty 10. pretty mainstream, popularized movie. Like, yeah, I, I, look I, at I don't it know as if a cult I put it classic. Well, no, like, okay, so... I was confused about this too. Like, uh, hang on, let me. I got my list all fucked up. Um, like, here's what I didn't understand. Okay, they have like they. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me because like Star Wars is on this list. It's like a hundred and something. 
Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, right? Well, it depends on what their definition. Like, if they're saying, oh, well, if the movie made a bunch of money, then maybe it goes lower on the list of cult classics. Cult classics shouldn't be. Like, I, I'm getting ready to look, I'm looking up the definition of a cult classic right now. <laughs> okay, well, they have Orgasmo. I love that movie. Over it. If you have not seen Orgasmo, find a copy of that and watch it. It's freaking hilarious. It's uh, from Matt Matt Stone and Trey Parker well, from South Park. But, here's the thing, but it doesn't look like budget or anything is a oh, factor. Because, yeah, because, I mean, it. but you have, like, Pink Floyd, The Wall, number 24. And, again, that's ahead of Star Wars, Goodfellas, um, Masters of the Universe. Of course, you had to throw that one in there. Uh, so, so it says here, a cult classic, also commonly referred to as, uh, sorry, cult film, also commonly referred to as a cult classic, is a film that has acquired a cult following. Cult films are known for their uh, dedicated, passionate fan base. Really? So... You think an elaborate subculture that engages in repeat viewings, quoted dialogue, and audience participation. So how the and hell you, is Star Wars? How is so Star Wars rated lower than Natural Born Killers and Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, those do have <laughs> followings. Well, at least Killer Clowns. Oh, does. really? But I'm sorry. Star Wars doesn't have a Star following. Star Wars yeah. has religions that have been based after it. Because yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if anything, right. that should be at the top of the list. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like Stephen King's, it they have two hundred wrong with them as a showdown champion <laughs> they have halloween rated ahead of it obviously they've never <laughs> listened never to the to battle <laughs> i should have used that as my argument <laughs> they have okay so they have the super mario brother movie rated ahead of star wars that's ludicrous super I, mario brothers movie is 193 as... star wars is 208 how can you look at that to explain they, they that? They have to be looking at this as the movie had to have been a flop. Okay, but or or, or some sort of a failure in order to to be high, ranked higher in the the you know. Okay, well, don't you think the Howling was a flop? <laughs> uh, Most that likely, movie, the the original Howling movie did that does have well. a following. Now that did pretty well. No, I'm sure. It was, I'm sure it was a flop as well. But I'm saying that movie's lower lower than Star Wars. So by your definition, by your definition of it, it being it a flop, have done better than, than Star Wars, Wars. right? No. So that's why it doesn't make sense yeah. to do it that way. There's that's no true. logic there's no, to this there's list. No logic to the list at all. But continue, all right. please. So, all right. So continue Fight Club with, was yeah. great. Uh, the Fight Club was good. That's a good movie. I I liked it. Uh, um, I mean, there's do no think, doesn't make have sense. Have you watched it more you, than once? I think so. Yeah. I think a movie that's considered to be a cult classic would have to be something that I'm going to walk up to you and be like, "Dude, have you seen this movie? You have to see this movie." Like and then have a bunch of people have that same kind of reaction to mm-hmm. it, where it's not just like a mainstream thing that everyone's seen. I think it has to be almost something that's like that's down. Like it's almost like you know, you, have you heard about that movie? Like for you me, see that movie. for me, Fight Club is one of those. Yeah, it's great the first time. The second time, uh, okay, you don't like it as much because you don't see what's going to happen in the end. You don't see it coming the first time, but the second time. Uh, you already know, so it's not like that. I would put Tusk on this list. That's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twist ending. You didn't know what was going to happen. Craziness. Elaborate costumes. Fucked up uh, premise. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so what we got next? Uh, Spinal Tap. Or This Is Spinal Tap. I've never seen that either. I love that movie. It's hilarious. Uh, mockumentary uh, on a rock band in the 70s. So freaking funny. I think pretty much is what kind of spawned um, Christopher Guest's whole mockumentary style that he ended up picking up later with Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. And um, um, I'm spacing it. Um, Mighty Wind. Mm. Um, and also, thanks. Thank you for your consideration. All, all mockumentaries that he ended up doing and and using the same same cast. Some of the people were in Spinal Tap, uh, and I, it's just it's just great. And there's you know great lines too, and and lots of things that you you may not may not see the first time you watch it through, but then the second time you you pick up on little things. Uh, so for me, yeah, I top ten, possibly. Again, I don't know how I don't know how you judge these to rate them. So, like, I don't know. I don't think I could put it ahead of Office Space, even right. without seeing it. Office Space was a great movie. Yeah, that's a cult classic. Yeah, that's one that people like. Again, and I like I said, I think it comes down to in order to be a cult classic, it has to be at least in my mind, it has to be something that is so memorable that almost every single thing of that movie. I have a red swing line stapler, and there was no such thing as a red swing line stapler. I don't you know bought if you online, didn't you? Huh? You buy it online? No, I bought it. For, I bought it from uh, from Staples. But there was no such thing as a red swing line stapler. They literally started making them specifically because of this movie, hmm. and they had a short run of them at Staples. You could go and buy a red swing line stapler. That's funny. Because like it became so popular, mm-hmm. and like muddling, like I'll burn the place down, like all that. Like even that, you did it during nice one of the stapler. shows. Like all of that comes from office space. Like so, the Michael Bolton thing, the beating the shit out of the freaking uh, copy machine, like all of that. And that's why that's why I'm thinking like at least in my brain a cult classic has to be something that is so memorable that they like almost every bit of that movie like I think how high I could probably go in as a cult classic at least in my definition yeah that's not even on because this list. that's that's something that's so memorable you just don't ever forget about that movie um, some of these very forgettable <laughs> yeah uh, next one I'm sure you guys have not seen this I however have uh, freaks. Uh, that's a movie that came out in 1932. Yes, it's in black and white, so Brad would definitely not like this movie. Um, I, I don't know. Vic, Hell no. <laughs> I was going to say, do you, are you aware of what the, what the film is? No. Okay. Uh, it's I've heard of it, but I've never, no. It's basically, it's all set at a, car, a traveling carnival, and uh, these quote-unquote freaks, they're all the sideshow, uh, the sideshow entertainers, and they end up murdering uh, murdering somebody, and then it, it's a whole it's a whole ordeal through that. So it is. Uh, what's that show? That's it's out hold right on. Now? I know where you're going with this. Um, American Horror Story. Big top. Yeah. Yes. That like, season. That exactly. What that season was based off this movie. Okay. Yeah, and um, and if you ever listen to the Ramones, uh, they've got a song where they say "Gaba Gaba Hey," that is taken from taken from this movie. Uh, you're one of us. That's that's one of the lines. They're all sitting around a table, and they're eating, and they're saying, "Gaba gaba, hey, you know, you're one of us." And so, wonder if that, that's where that, Yo Gaba Gaba came from. Ooh, that's possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that movie, it for a long time was banned. They, you, I think now I don't. I think there's some countries you still can't. It's still banned in uh, in other countries. Uh, it wasn't uh, until recent, uh, I think, in the last twenty years that what number are we on. What number this is number on? four, I believe. That was number four. Yeah, 
and it wasn't it wasn't until like within the last 20 years that you could find it on dvd here so that's when i was able to to find a copy and watched it and it wasn't bad but um but considering it was made in the 30s and what what you saw um really surprising because you know it's the 30s and so you're not going to see a lot of violence and judging by today's standards though and some of the stuff that we've seen would you consider it to be that violent of, of a movie no no but considering it was made in the 30s i understand that's that. I understand yeah that, it's totally different right now i'm going well that's probably like network television yeah yeah <laughs> from 30 years ago to now that's, that's yeah. it's network television and, and, right and, and going back to american horror story they actually have a scene in american horror story that is um just like it was shot just like it was in in, free, in the movie freaks um uh, so number three blade runner i love that movie have not seen it blade runner is a great movie and i haven't seen it either it's not that it's um it is memorable. Like there's, it's, it's got some of the, like great, just cinematic, like visual shit in it. That's amazing. Like some of this, the, the cinematography in it is just absolutely amazing the way they did it. And then the storyline, the, the story behind it is whether or not this guy is a synthetic or not. And you kind of have to figure out whether or not he's a synth because he doesn't think he is. Right. We don't know if he is, but they start doing shit where you might think he is. And it's, it's just a real mind fuck of a movie. I, I enjoyed it because of that. I don't know that I would actually call it a cult classic. I think it's a great movie. I think it is a classic movie, but I don't know if it's a cult classic. I don't see people going out and getting together and doing revivals of Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think they're doing a... Uh, there's rumors that they're going to do a sequel. Yeah, there's... Yep. Or a remake, one yeah, of the two. Yeah, that's the thing. Clockwork Orange is number two. I've seen that one. I have too. Read the book as well. Uh, movie, man. I saw it... So I was in college, and I got really fucking high, really fucking drunk, friends. And this is high story time, uh, Scott. Me and so me and me and my one friend were hanging out with these other two guys in the in the, lived in our dorm, and we got really fucked up, and we watched Requiem for a Dream, and that was a mind fuck, mm-hmm. being fucked up watching mm-hmm. that movie for the first time. I can imagine. Then. Immediately after, we still had a little bit of time before we were going to leave to go to this party. They put on fucking Clockwork Orange. And right after that fucking in home invasion scene, mm-hmm. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you right nope. out of that one. Going to go do something else. <laughs> going to do something happy. Happy thoughts. Nope, right the fuck Don't want to go <laughs> to a party feeling like a psychopath. Yeah, the, the, book, the book, I'm not sure if... Yeah, I guess it is just as violent as the movie is. Um, I like them both, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that makes me if I if I like the movie, <laughs> like how violent it is. But there, I mean, there's there's no there's famous lines, famous scenes. Um, yeah, I th- and, and I think what puts this in the cult list too is just um, it's not. Uh, mainstream. Main. Well, it, it. I mean, to say it's not mainstream would make it seem like nobody's heard of it before. I think um, because I'm, everybody's heard the movie, but I think it's just one of those. The subject matter is not main. Not what mainstream not people would like. Yeah. So. So yeah. I. I. This is one of my favorite Kubrick films, for sure. What's next? Uh, number one is. Uh, say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's right, bitch. Yeah. That's right. 
And if you remember, I did say it had the gimmick, and thus it, I'm not surprised with it being in here because that is, you know, that is one of the things that makes it a cult film. I'm not saying, you know, it's bad. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. You know, I basically set it up what a month ago whenever that episode aired that you know that it that it is a cult film basically um so there's no surprise for me that it's in here doesn't make it a great film i still stand by what i said about it it's still a piece of shit (laughs) um some of the other movies just outside the top 10 we got off of space army of darkness repo man which i've never seen yeah i've seen repo man Armies of Darkness is another one. Army of Darkness is another one that's that's got a very huge, solid following behind it because everybody loves Ash. Yeah, like there are like well that and both if, the Evil Dead films well, too. Yeah. But if you go to if you go to some of the uh, the conventions where he's at, you should see just the sheer number of people who are fucking deadites. They're just mm-hmm. complete fans of of that entire um, line of films. Oh yeah. Um, oops. Hold on, I lost my list. There it is. Uh, Big Lebowski, which I've never actually watched this movie all the way through. What? Yeah, I've got it. I've I just haven't whoa, had a chance. To watch whoa, whoa, the guy that gave me shit, huh? Yeah. What? You're totally out of your element, Mister. I still haven't seen Cliffhanger. You don't even get that reference because uh, you haven't fucking seen it. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. completely out of your fucking element, Donnie. You're like a child that wanders <laughs> in through a movie halfway and wants to know what's going on. <laughs> um, Very good pull, sir. <laughs> Uh, to round out the to round out the top twenty, you got Felix the Cat. What? Uh, yeah, um, that, that's like that, that dirty animated movie, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's because that's that's his TV from, series. From what I understand, that's hard to find. Uh, very hard to find. Uh, Napoleon Napoleon Dynamite. Ugh. I saw that twice in the theaters. I hate that movie. Um, Labyrinth, which we already shot. That you hate sh- Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I really feel like my my feelings on that movie is people just like it because it's so fucking stupid. Uh, like, I saw it in the theater, yeah. and think, then, and then when we got done, I told my buddy about it, and uh, he, his wife, and Chris and I, we all went, and, and so we saw it a second time. Uh, I thought it was I funny. It. Yeah, it's just because it's such dry humor uh, that I mean, they're not. It's not Look, like I like I like British comedy stuff. That's that's as dry. Humor well, that's as you true. Get. And this that movie just uh, I don't know. It's just. Um, Labyrinth is number 17, which we already shot that one to shit. Uh, Brazil is 18. I still have never seen that. Uh, I've heard of it. Terry Gilliam, uh, directed, uh, De Niro's in it. Um, number 19, Easy Rider. I watched that movie like about three years ago and I don't get it. I don't get why people love this movie. It's a nostalgic, it's a nostalgic thing for older people. It's, it's horrible. It's it's got a seven point four average on on IMDb, and that's way walk too up fucking to any, high. Walk up to any guy in a Harley and ask him if he what he thought about Easy Rider. He'll be like, "This is the greatest movie yeah. ever." Yeah, it's like, have you seen it lately? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, and and finally number twenty is Reservoir Dogs, which I already gave my opinion that on should that. Be, that should be much higher up yeah. on the list. To so. be completely honest. Oh yeah, this episode was about Big Trouble with Little Giant, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get like a premium package for this song? <laughs> you distinctly said we should say something at the end of it. Don't you fucking give me that thing. Your exact <laughs> statement was we make a we mention it right at the end of it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Do you remember what I said? 
Uh, you said uh, no. Just yes or no. Do you remember what I said? I kind of. What did you say? Here, fine. You know what? I'll do the whole thing myself. Ready? This is what I said. Oh. Again. Yeah. Somebody's supposed to say again. <laughs> yeah, but this line was kind of funny. Really. I was gonna say. I, I still I still thought mine wasn't bad for that either. I know, but it's just the point. <laughs> That every time for you to bitch I try about? to give some goddamn direction, <laughs> you guys can't follow it's it. It's the same freaking thing. But yes, there wasn't really a whole lot to choose from in this movie. <laughs> At least it wasn't me. Yeah, that well. And I still say it's bullshit. This, this, yeah, this movie didn't have a great song choice. No. Uh, its score, much like it, was boring as fuck <laughs> and not fit for an episode yeah. of the showdown. We need to do kids sometime. Thanks again, Corey. Yeah. We should do kids sometime. We could do that uh, at the end of the school year. We'll time it with that because that's what happens at the end of the May. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be coming up soon. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. 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 I was about to say like in that next month. Well, no, we could do <laughs> June for graduation. Yeah. Okay. So coming this June to the Showdown Podcast Survivor Series, kids. <laughs> oh wait, that sounds bad. Yeah, that does sound <laughs> bad. It's a little creepy. <laughs> And we are going to be doing a, uh, hopefully, uh, live episode. Although, I guess, technically, they're all live episodes. Yes, they, these are live. You're correct. Uh, we're all alive. <laughs> As opposed to what? As to dead. <laughs> but we're going to be doing an animated episode. Something else to look forward At to. At some point, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we teased What's that What's wrong one with early. that? What's wrong with saying that? Yeah, we can say that. Um, we don't want to give away too much. Well, it's, a, it's called a tease I know. to get people to come back and listen. If you're still listening to this, God bless you. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You know what? From Corey Miller, Vic Miller, I'm Brad Scott. Fuck this movie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Thanks again, Corey. <laughs> My bad. <laughs>